Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Listeners, welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. My name is Ahmad and I am your host. It is Sunday, September 20th, and you know, it's it's feeling it's feeling nostalgic um, over here for me. I um, wasn't able to do the live stream today because I upgraded my computer to the new... Um, Mac software, and it is having some serious issues with uh, the software I use to uh, connect my live stream to Twitch. Um, It's called OBS. So um, I had to take it back old school. And by old school, I mean like three months ago, where the only thing in front of me is my computer and a mic rather than, you know, a stream deck and a camera and all of that. Um, so yeah, so no live stream today, but, you know, still recording the episode, it's going to be up on all audio platforms, so the content continues. Um, so this week, uh, I'm excited to get back into the 20 and 20 series in the Dig Deeper segment. Um, if you missed last week's episode, I debuted a new series detailing the 20 best artists in their 20s, um, doing R&B and hip-hop. Last week, I uh, delivered the bottom 20 artists in R&B. And this week in the Dig Deeper segment, I am going to reveal the top 10 R&B artists in their 20s. So I'm very excited about that. Um, But before we get into all that, I'm going to give you a song of the week and I'm going to update you on all of your hip hop and R&B news in the press play segment. Uh, So without any further ado, let's jump right into that. Uh, The song of the week for this week 
is one that you know will likely end up on my year end list. It's one that ever since I heard it, um, I haven't been able to stop playing it. Um, and that song is Sweeter by Leon Bridges featuring Terrace Martin. Actually, just found out that this song was written um, in response to the killing of George Floyd and the protests all around the country um, calling for an end to systemic racism. Um, you know, at face value, you know, the lyrics of the song, you know, seem like, you know, Leon Bridges is just, you know, waxing poetic about life in general, but knowing the intent behind the song, it actually does make a lot more sense when you listen to it. Um, Sweeter is, you know, one of my favorite songs I think that Leon Bridges has ever made. Um, I was a big fan of his when he released his first um, his first project way back in 2015, Coming Home. Um, it was a real, had a real old school vibe, like Sam Cooke vibes, like, like classic, traditional, traditional old school R&B. Um, and ever since then, you know, he's been, he's been keeping it real traditional with his, his R&B style. Um, he's clearly influenced by a lot of those, you know, old soul artists like Otis Redding, Sam Cooke. Um, and Sweeter is, is no different really in its tone. Um, it's a very simple arrangement. Um, but something about Leon's vocals combined with, you know, the amazing saxophone playing of Terrace Martin, who's a god at the sax. Um, it's just, it's a song that I can't stop listening to. So, you know, I listened to it earlier and I was like, you know, this is going to be the song of the week. So the song of the week for this week is Sweeter by Leon Bridges featuring Terrace Martin. Um, so now let's jump right into the press play segment. Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox. It is now time for the press play segment. This is where I um, keep you informed of all of the, you know, new songs, music videos, performances, everything that has been released since the last episode um, is divided into three portions of the things that you should check out. The rumor mill and the announcements and then the upcoming and recently released albums. Everything I talk about in this episode um, will be featured on the podcast newsletter. You can get the newsletter in two different ways. The first way uh, is through the mailing list. So if you go to thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com, right on the homepage, put in your email, boom. Every week when an episode drops later that day, you will receive the podcast newsletter in your inbox. It will feature links to everything that I talk about in the episode. Um, You also, you know, as a bonus, every Wednesday we'll get a curated playlist um, in your inbox. So definitely worth signing up for the mailing list. If you just want the newsletter and you don't want it in your email, you can also go to thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com. There's a tab that says newsletters. Every newsletter is posted there as well. Let's get into it. Um, so the first thing I want to mention this week um, is Logic. You know, Logic recently retired from the rap game, putting out albums. 
Um, and he's just a full-time Twitch streamer at this point. I literally watched a stream of his just playing Call of Duty the other day. Like, he's really about this. Um, um, but one thing he also did was he made some beats on stream and he allowed the Twitch chat to pick which beats um, got put on a, a tape and he released that. So he released the Twitch tape volume one, which is just a bunch of beats he made on stream. Um, so, you know, rappers out there, anybody who wants to use, you know, music, um, that logic made boom, there you go. You can, um, download that Twitch tape and, you know, put out some songs over it. Um, so, you know, he's, while he is, you know, retired from, making new albums he's clearly still very um focused on music and still uses it to you know relieve stress and things like that so he put out an instrumental tape so check that out um a lot of new music this week first off jamila woods um she dropped off two new songs although it's kind of the same song with just two different beats so she dropped off songs called sula and there's the paperback edition and the hardcover edition. And this song was inspired by a Toni Morrison novel of the same name. And it was the first Toni Morrison novel she ever read. Um, so she released um, the paperback version of Sula, um, which is a more soft and serene vibe. Whereas the hardcover version, which is, I think, my favorite of the two, has a more upbeat and like drum driven um beat uh and so she also released a music video for i believe it was the hardcover edition and this one is definitely not safe for work i wouldn't have expected that from jamila woods but <laughs> at like toward the end of the song she literally just takes all of her clothes clothes off so definitely don't watch that at work um, but the songs are definitely dope. Both versions are tight, but I think that the hardcover version is definitely more my speed. Um, Brent Fiaz, he dropped off a new song called Dead Man Walking. It's dope. You know, he, you know, he put out a, a project, I think it was around February called Fuck the World. Um, he's definitely, you know, he's in his bag. He's you know got such a serene voice and while you know his content he's definitely more of the like you know toxic like i'm famous and i'm rich but i don't know what to do with all these riches and i can't trust women vibe like you know um the music that he makes is still you know dope to listen to so definitely check out his new song dead man walking mistago dropped off a new song called passport it's tight i hear that he's got an ep coming um maybe this year or early next year um that's going to be more of a conceptual project so this passport song i think is going to be on that project and it's tight action bronson dropped off a new song called mongolia which features his friend mayhem loren which you know if you've seen any of action bronson's tv shows you know mayhem because he's been on those um and mayhem's brother um i can't remember his name but he's also on the song action's dropping a new project uh, I think like this week. So um, he's been releasing singles and, you know, this one, this one is tight. There's, there's some hardcore rapping on it um, and I mess with it. So definitely check that out. Uh, Meek Mill dropped off a new freestyle. Um, you know, we haven't really heard a lot of music from him since his championships album. He released one song, I think the other side, you know, in response to all of the protests and things. 
Um, but this one is just him freestyling over a, a beat. I think he probably found on the internet. Um, and you know, Meek Meek started in this game doing battle rapping, so freestyling is something that he can definitely do. Um, and he definitely showcases that there. So definitely check that out. Um, Saba, you know, the Chicago artist Saba released two new songs, Mrs. Whoever and Something in the Water, which features Denzel Curry. He also released a music video for Mrs. Whoever, which just kind of features him walking around what looks like a greenhouse. Um, but both songs are tight. Um, I've been following Sabo on social media, and I know that during the pandemic, he's been making a lot of music because there's been nothing else to do. Um, and so I would I would bet that these two songs came out of those studio productions. Um, Sabo's dope. You know, his Care For Me album from last year, it wasn't last year, I think that was 2018. Um, one of the best, one of the best, you know, um, He's he has gotten better and better and he is so young. He has so much more career ahead of him. And I mean, you can I can guarantee you that um, we'll probably be mentioning his name in a couple of weeks when I get into the 20 and 20 series for hip hop. Um, But these two new songs are dope. I hope that we get more and more music coming from him. Definitely check those out. Baby Keem dropped off two new songs one called Hooligan and one called Sons and Critics. He also dropped off the music video for Hooligan. Um, Baby Keem is is somebody who I got onto late, similar to Roddy Rich, um, where you know his he dropped a project in 2018. What was it called? I think it was called Die for My Niggas. Let me see, Die for My Bitch. Excuse me. It was in 2019. Um, and I got onto it late. Like, I don't think I listened to it until maybe the end of 2019 or early this year. And I loved it. And I was like, yo, where have I been with this dude? And he's, he's somebody who, you know, he's done a lot more behind the scenes that you, you have no idea. Um, he's got songwriting and production credits on the Black Panther album. Um, let me see what songs did he, did he do? One second, I'm gonna look that up real quick. Um, so Baby Keem produced the Redemption interlude um, by Zakari. Um, what else? He also wrote, I think, helped write that song with Zakari. Um, and I think he's got a credit. He's got a credit somewhere else. Um, but yeah, and I think he might actually be related to to Kendrick I think he's his cousin or something like that um he also did work on the Lion King the Gift album by Beyonce um trying to figure out which song he was responsible for Nile so the one with Kendrick Lamar so I mean now that I'm looking at it, it it's honestly making it seem like um Kendrick is giving getting him and giving him a lot of opportunities um, but yeah, the Nile song that was Beyonce and Kendrick, he um, did some production work on that. So that's dope. Um, where was I talking about? Yeah, so his two new songs, Hooligan and Sons and Critics, they're dope. I was dancing to him this morning. Like, it's got incredible energy. Um, check those out. Um, what's next? Chance did a concert 
um, with Ralph Lauren. I don't know why I said it like that. Ralph Lauren. I don't actually know how it's pronounced. I bet it is Ralph Lauren. Um, he did a concert, uh, like an exclusive performance for them. It's like 20, 30 minutes or something like that. Um, I haven't completely watched it yet just because, you know, I figured he'd be performing a lot of stuff from the big day. And I don't know if I really want to hear all that. Um, but, you know, he will likely be performing, you know, some old stuff, too. But it's kind of just cool to, you know, see the virtual experiences that these artists are putting together due to the pandemic. So definitely check that out. Busta Rhymes is dropping a new project <clears throat> supposedly this year. Mm. So he released a new song with Anderson Pot called You Why with Four U's. Um I don't necessarily know if a Busta album is what I need in 2020, but I do know that Anderson Pac, um, whatever he touches is usually gold in his collaboration with Busta is actually pretty tight. They dropped a music video. The music video is pretty weird. Um, I like the song better than the video. Um, but it's hard. It really is. Um, and I think it's mostly because of Anderson and not necessarily because of Busta, but I think it's worth a listen anyway. Um, Big Sean dropped off a new music video for his ZTFO song, which stands for Zen the Fuck Out. Um, the music video is pretty weird. I mean, this is this is one of the songs that I definitely like the most from his album. The music video features multiple versions of him floating in like a meditative pose throughout the music video, obviously zenning the fuck out. Um, but it's, it's worth a watch. He's been putting out a lot of music videos for um, songs from his Detroit 2 album. So his his rollout is pretty heavy. Um, Janelle Monae dropped off a music video for her new song Turntables, which I mentioned last week was um, from a documentary called All In the Fight for Democracy, which is about the history of voter suppression. Um, You know, the music video definitely echoes the same sentiments as the song, um, but it's an it's an emotion picture. You know, that's how Janelle, you know, talks about her her music videos um and she's heavily featured in it it's not just you know a bunch of like a slideshow you know what i'm saying um but it so it highlights the documentary but it also gives janelle a chance to do her thing so definitely check that out uh tiana taylor dropped off a new music video for her song 1-800 one night from her album the album um the music video um kind of hearts back to like when sex hotlines were a huge thing and that's that's the setting that she kind of places herself in for the video um it's edgy but it's you know right on brand with the music video she's been dropping for this album and she's been dropping lots of music videos for this album as well um maybe that's maybe that's something tiana and big sean learned in the good music camp is you know a good album rollout um always has lots of music videos um for the project you know, up to six months after the project has dropped. I wouldn't be surprised if that's actually something that they were told. Um, but it's a dope music video. Check that out. Um, DJ Critical Hype, um, who is a DJ who usually pairs a lot of interesting combinations of artists um, versus with production. Um, he released a mixtape that pairs Andre 3000 verses with Tyler, the creator beats. 
And, you know, and whenever you, like, hear some of the stuff that he's done, you're like, what? And then you listen to it, and you're like, mm, okay, all right, I understand. Um, he's done the same thing with Drake and Ninth Wonder, J. Cole and the Neptunes, 2 Chains and Wu-Tang. Um, I think he did Gold Link and Missy Elliott. Um, so, yeah, definitely check that out. It's now time for the rumor meal and the announcements. Um, the first one, Lil Nas X announced that he's dropping a new album. He joked on Twitter that um, the money from uh, uh, whatchamacallit, Old Town Road is running out, so he needs to drop a new project. Um, so I don't know if that's going to drop this year, but he did announce it. So who knows? It might. It's still September, so it's possible that we could get something by November. I don't know how excited I am for a Lil Nas X project. You know, Old Town Road was cool and all, but his music, I don't think, for the most part, was for me. Um, it definitely seemed like the generation below me is is who he's targeting. So, you know, we'll see if he makes some music that I'm actually interested in this time around. Um, Big Sean's album Detroit 2 got a number one spot on the billboard 200 so congratulations to him um the podcast song exploder which uh, i can't remember if that's an npr uh podcast um it sounds like something npr would do but a lot of those podcasts um podcast companies kind of run together for me i'm i'm gonna say that it's not npr i don't think it is but it's a podcast where the hosts uh essentially sit down with artists and explore how they made some of the songs that they made and like the process and things like that and so it's getting made into a netflix tv show um i think it airs october 2nd um it's gonna feature ty dollar sign alicia keys lin-manuel miranda um, I think even REM um, is gonna be gonna be a part of it. So it's definitely a dope concept. I love a good music <laughs> documentary, um, especially if hip hop and R and B are involved. So yeah, um, check that out in October, and maybe I'll be talking about it a little bit more on future episodes. Um, and then last in the room mill and announcements, there are a couple of books. Um, for the readers out there, um, dropping, I think on the same day, yeah, October 13th. The first is called One Last Song, Conversations on Life, Death, and Music. Um, it's by Mike Ayers. And the concept is, um, if you could choose the last song you'd hear before you died, what would it be and why? And Mike Ayers asked 30 musicians to consider that question, um, and he turned that into a book. Um, he talks to Andre 3000, Killer Mike, um, Regina Spector, and a lot of other um, artists in different um, genres like Wilco, Arcade Fire, stuff like that. Um, and I think that's a really interesting concept. I'm definitely going to be buying that when it comes out. Another book um, that's coming out on October 13th is The Butterfly Effect, How Kendrick Lamar Ignited the Soul of Black America. Um, this one is written by Marcus J. Moore. And it essentially, um, 
I believe was written, you know, after Kendrick won the Pulitzer, after he had done the Black Panther album, after he was named one of Time's 100 Influential People. Um, and Marcus writes a biography of Kendrick, and it's, you know, an account of his coming of age as an artist, um, as a role model, you know, as, you know, king of rap, all of that. Um, and I think it's, I think that's dope. I'm certainly interested in reading about Kendrick Lamar, but also, you know, I have been expecting a Kendrick Lamar album this year. It, you know, there have been videos of him, uh, recording music videos. It would make sense if he dropped a new album around the same time that his biography was released. So, um, you know, just something to keep in mind. I I mean, I can't say, you know, with the pandemic, I, you know, I stopped expecting a Kendrick album this year, but I remembered that this book was coming out and it's like, "Mm, I could see us getting a Kendrick album next month, but (laughs) don't hold your breath. We'll see. So yeah, if you know, if you're into books, especially books about music, um, check out both of those books. You can pre-order them both on Amazon right now. Um, upcoming and recently released albums this past Friday on the 18th, Alicia Keys dropped off her self-titled album, Alicia. Um, it's not perfect, but there are definitely some songs in there that I like, um, specifically, um, some collabs that she did, like the one with Khaled, the one with Miguel, and there's definitely some solo songs that I like, but there's definitely some stuff that I don't like, and maybe at a another time I'll do a full review on Alicia um Armani Caesar who I mentioned last week um the first woman signed to the Griselda label she released her debut album the Liz tape I'm really excited to check that out um Joyner Lucas was supposed to be releasing I'm looking at my list here and I realized that I didn't download this he was supposed to release an EP called Evolution let me open up Apple Music real quick to see if he actually dropped it and I just missed it. Um, he did not. So his Evolution EP got pushed back. Um, this Friday, September 25th, 2 Chains is supposed to be dropping off his album, So Help Me God. Action Bronson is dropping off his album, Only for Dolphins. ASAP Ferg announced he's dropping off an album, Floor Seats 2. Public Enemy is dropping off an album, What You Gonna Do When the Grid Goes Down. Spillage Village is dropping off their album, Spilligion. So that's five heavy-hitting projects that are supposed to drop this Friday. So definitely um, look out for that. And on October 2nd, Mariah Carey is dropping off her album, The Rarities, which features, you know, unreleased songs that didn't, you know, she didn't never really finish. She finished them and she turned them into an album. So Mariah Carey is collecting the check. Um, So, yeah, that comes out October 2nd. Um, So, yeah, without any further ado, let's jump into the Dig Deeper segment. Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox. It is now time for the Dig Deeper segment, 
As I mentioned at the top of the episode, in this week's Dig Deeper segment, I will be completing the R&B's portion, the R&B's, I will be completing R&B's portion of the 20 and 20 series. Um, The 20 and 20 series is a series I created that highlights the 20 best artists in their 20s, um, R&B and hip hop. So last week, I revealed rankings 11 through 20 in R&B. This week, I am going to reveal the top 10 artists um, in their 20s for R&B. Um, just to recap, um, everybody is ranked based off of a score, the 20 and 20 score, um, which is weighted 50% towards quality of music, 30% towards success and 20% towards popularity. Um, popularity is, you know, made up of Twitter followers, Instagram followers, and YouTube views. Success is made up of a number of things like Grammy wins and nominations, billboard chart information, certified plaques, gold and platinum, and uh, quality uh, sorry, that was success. Quality is made up of um, albums rated on Metacritic by critics and fans. Um, average, good, great, excellent albums received points for, um, as well as my subjective opinion about each artist. They were given points based off that because I didn't want this to be just a completely objective list. I wanted it to be my objective list, you know what I mean? Or my list with objective data and my subjective opinion mixed in there. So, um, to recap, um, actually, I'll, I'll recap all of the artists at the end. I was going to say who the 11 through 20 slots were, but I'll just do all 20 toward the end. So, number 10, the 10th best artist, R&B artist in their 20s, is Party Next Door. Um, Party Next Door is a 27-year-old from Ontario, Canada. Uh, He made it into the top 10 with a 2020 score of 35. Um, Party was the first artist signed to Drake's OVO label back in 2013. Since then, he's become a certified King songwriter. Um, He performed on and or produced multiple songs on Nothing Was The Same, and if you're reading this, it's too late. Pretty sure Views as well. He's been on a lot of um, Drake projects, um, and that guaranteed that people would know his name from that Drake effect. You know what I mean? He also wrote Rihanna's number one song, Work, as well as other songs from Anti. He's done over 40 features in seven years and wrote and produced multiple big hits in his career. Um, he's got two Grammy nominations, with one of them being an Album of the Year nomination for his work on Drake's Views album. He's got five Billboard 200 albums with his last two albums, Party Next Door 3 and Party Mobile, reaching top 10. And he's got 12 songs on the Hot 100 charts. He's got two gold albums, three gold records, four platinum records. Um, He hasn't been able, um, however, to achieve anything other than average ratings for his albums. um, And that's from fans and critics. Um, I'm a big Party Next Door fan. And in no way do I think he's not responsible for his own success. 
But the Drake effect is strong with this one. Um, Drake was involved in three out of seven of Party's certified records, five out of 12 of his Hot 100 songs. Both of his Grammy nominations had Drake involvement. Um, And his success definitely kept him in the top 10. But his involvement in some of the biggest hits of the past decade like work and wild thoughts i think should certainly ensure his spot on this list um number 10 is party next door coming in at number nine is tiana taylor she's a 29 year old from harlem new york just made the list um she locked in her spot with a score of 38.6 she's been releasing music since 2009 But it honestly wasn't until she signed with Good Music in 2012, which was Kanye's label, that she began to get heavy recognition. Um, She laid vocals on My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. She was heavily featured when Good Music did anything, like Cruel Summer especially. And even then, she was still slept on. She's a talented singer, dancer, director. She's got some acting chops. She was in My Super Sweet 16, Stomp the Yard, both of them. Um... And everyone remembers the Fade video. Like, Tiana Taylor can absolutely dance. She's got three albums on the Billboard 200 with her latest project, The Album, breaking the top 10. And she's got one song on the Hot 100. She's also got two gold records. Um, But despite how major success has been kept from her, the quality of her music has always been top-notch. Her first two albums received good ratings from fans, and her latest album received a good rating from critics. She delivered a dope debut debut in her album, Seven. Um, She powered through the release of the Kanye-produced Keep That Same Energy album. And then she delivered the album she wanted to make with great success. And she's triple threat status now that she's been directing tons of videos, and she's pretty damn good at it. Um, As she enters her 30s at the end of this year, she'll welcome a second child and continue to reclaim her narrative. Number nine is Tiana Taylor. Number eight, Summer Walker. Summer is 24 years old. She hails from Atlanta, Georgia. She earned a score of 41.3 to make the top 10. Um, She's been in the game for a little less than two years, and she's already managed to make this list. She released her very first mixtape in October of 2018 and her debut album in October of 2019. And she's been very impactful in her short time in the game. She grinded her way here. She taught herself how to play the guitar. She was discovered by a studio manager from an Atlanta-based record label, which was housed under Interscope and Universal, and the rest is history. She got an Apple Music spotlight, and she also benefited from the Drake effect when he hopped on her remix of Girls Need Love. Um, That was when I first heard of her. She's got three projects on the Billboard 200, two in the top 10, with her debut over it reaching number two, and her latest Life on Earth EP reaching number eight. She's also got 11 songs on the Hot 100 chart. Um, Over It received platinum certification. She's also got one gold record and two platinum records. Um, Her debut album pleased critics and fans, earned her a great rating from critics, good ratings from fans. Um, Summer Walker and London on the Track managed to make an album that referenced R&B's past, but allowed Summer to uniquely show who she is as an artist. She sampled classic songs like You Make Me Wanna by Usher and Say My Name by Destiny's Child, and she put her own spin on them and collaborated with four contenders from this 2020 list. Um, It was an impressive debut that had everyone waiting for her next project. 
I think if she can stay out of her own way outside of music, um, she has the potential to be a force in this game with six more years left in her 20s. Number eight is Summer Walker. Coming in at number seven is Tanache. Uh, she is a 27-year-old from Lexington, Kentucky, slash Los Angeles, California. Um, Tanache has been acting since the early 2000s, but she started making music in 2007 when she joined a girl group called The Stunners. Uh, they broke up in 2011 after they toured and opened for Justin Bieber. Uh, then she taught herself how to record and mix music, and she began releasing mixtapes. She did the mixtape circuit, and for a few years before releasing her debut album Aquarius in 2014. And she's been, she's been releasing solid music ever since. Um, her single Two On became her most popular song and it really put her name on the mainstream map. Uh, she's done almost 50 features in her career, becoming well-known for delivering a solid hook or a verse. She's got four albums on the Billboard 200, three songs on the Hot 100. She's also got three platinum albums, um, but Tanache got most of her points from an impressive run of albums. All four of her albums are fan favorites, with her first album, Aquarius, and her most recent album, Songs For You, receiving great ratings from fans. Her debut, Aquarius, was also critically rated as a good album. Tanache actually tied the number one artist of this list for the most albums rated good or great by the fans. She's shown an impressive run of consistency, and I'm excited to see her run continue now that she's on Rock Nation. She comes in at number seven with a score of 43.4. The number six artist is Her. Her is a 23-year-old from Vallejo, California, and she claims the number six spot with a score of 46.2. I honestly never saw her's career getting to where it it has, and she's only 23 years old. She's been in the music industry since she was 12, even competing in music competitions, um, and she signed to RCA when she was 14 in 2011, but it was in 2016 when everything really started. She began to release the most amazing music under the guise of a mystery woman. There were no videos, no photos, just the music, which is exactly how she wanted it. Um, And she had many artists in the industry supporting her and sharing her music, and everyone responded, the fans, the critics, the industry, to the point that her music was so popular and so well-known that I don't think her career could have sustained the secret identity thing any longer. Uh, Her success score is in the 90th percentile. She has 10 Grammy nominations, five of them being Big Four nominations. Both compilations, her and I Used to Know Her, were nominated for Album of the Year. She was nominated for Best New Artist, and her song Hard Place was nominated for Record of the Year and Song of the Year. She's won two Grammys, winning Best R&B Album for her and Best R&B Performance for her song with Daniel Caesar, Best Part. Um, Six projects on the Billboard 200, five songs on the Hot 100. She's got one platinum album with her, three gold records and four platinum records. Her debut compilation was critically acclaimed as a good album and fan rated as a great album. Um, You know, I've had the thought for a while now that her is the new Alicia Keys. Um, They have similar tones of voices, the styles of music they make, even the experiments are very similar. They're both multi-talented. There's few that can master the ballad like they can. Um, And so what I wanted to do was, I was like, why don't I take a 23-year-old Alicia and put her into this list and see where she lands and see if she lands similar to where her is. 
you know, I first started with a 29-year-old Alicia, you know, just to get her at the top of her 20s, but it was a little unfair. Um, So I decided to make them the same age. Her is 23, so I took Alicia at the same age and put her into this list, collected the data. Um, To make things fair, I gave Alicia hers popularity score because I couldn't look at Alicia's YouTube views, Twitter, and Instagram followers at that time. Uh, I mean, Twitter and Instagram weren't even a thing, Um, but I couldn't, you know, I couldn't look at those stats at that point in time. So I just gave her hers exact popularity score. I also gave her hers exact subjective ranking. So because I couldn't rank Alicia Keys against her peers um, to give her those points. So wherever her ranked in my subjective artist ranking, that's the points I gave Alicia, the same amount of points. So. A 23-year-old Alicia Keys, with just two albums under her belt, came in at number four on this list when compared to all of the other people um, that I compared for this list. Number four. So, number six is pretty damn close for her. Like, her has an amazing voice, and her songwriting is top tier. Um, And the fact that she you know, came in at number six when uh, Alicia Keys at the same age was at number four and Alicia Keys won like five Grammys or something like that, something crazy. And, you know, hers only 23. And I I think that she's on the Alicia Keys trajectory. I think with, you know, these great albums early in her career and getting noticed by the industry, like I think the similarities between them, I think there's more than even I named um, and a 29 year old Alicia Keys would have been the number one artist on this list. Um, so don't be surprised if four to five years from now, her is leading all the contenders. Your number six artist is her. Number five is the internet, the group from Los Angeles, California. They have an average age of 28 years old. Um, all I got to say is where were you when ego death dropped? You know, because it's one of the greatest R&B albums of the last decade. And I I think we'll be getting to that in an upcoming tournament. Um, But it it is. And there's no way there's no way they they didn't make this list. The Internet was formed in 2011 by members of Odd Future, which was a rap collective slash group of friends that spawned Tyler, the creator, Earl Sweatshirt. They released two solid albums under the Odd Future label before their third one, Ego Death, changed the game. It's such an amazing album. Uh, You know, the internet combines Sid's silky vocals with jazzy, funky, dope instrumentation and relatable messages about love and life. They captured their moment in 2015 with Ego Death, and they followed it up with a really good Hive Mind album in 2018. They've got one Grammy nomination for Best Progressive R&B Album for Ego Death. They've got one album on the Billboard 200 chart. But their bread and butter... And what solidified their place in the top five is how much people love their albums and how damn good they are. Three of their albums were fan favorites with both Ego Death and Hive Mind also being critically acclaimed. They all make amazing solo records, but together they're like the Avengers or something because they resonate on another level. Um, Their music feels so organic and they're easily one of the best R&B groups we've seen in a while. They let everyone cook and support each other and then they come back together to shut shit down. With a score of 46.5, the internet cracks the top five with the number five ranking. Coming in at number four 
is Bryson Tiller. Bryson Tiller is a 27-year-old who hails from Louisville, Kentucky. He earned a 2020 score of 58. Um, So the top four is where the scores really started to differentiate themselves. Like the number five through eight rankings were separated by like a total of five points. But once we get into the the big four, like the scores really started to pull away from each other. Um, Bryson has been making music since 2011, but his single Don't, started getting noticed on his SoundCloud in 2014. He got co-signs from Drake and others in the industry, and he signed a deal with RCA in 2015. Um, Bryson has proven himself to be very good at taking classic R&B samples and using them as jumping off points for his own work. I feel like I've rediscovered so many R&B songs through his music. Trap Soul isn't just an album title for him. It's his brand. You know, he cycles between singing and rapping pretty effortlessly, and he's become a solid example of what R&B has become now while introducing elements of traditional R&B into his music. Uh, he's got two Grammy nominations. Both of his albums are top 10 on the Billboard 200 with True to Self securing a number one spot. Um, and I know you might be thinking, really, True to Self went number one and not Trap Soul? But you got to think, Trap Soul was so good that everybody was anticipating his second album. And I believe Trap Soul went I believe Trap Soul went to number two. So it's likely that Trap Soul um just got beat by, you know, some album that some hot album that also came out that um that year or that week. Um but yeah everybody was anticipating his second album because we love Trap Soul so much and I'm sure that's what got true to self to number one. Um He's got 10 songs on the Hot 100 with Wild Thoughts earning him a top 10 spot. He's got one gold and one platinum album. He's also got six gold records and nine platinum records. His debut album was rated good by the critics while fans rated it as a great album. You know, Trap Soul was a no-skip album that set high expectations for his sophomore. Um, They didn't quite meet those expectations, but True to Self was definitely still a good album. Um, Bryson took a lot of time off to get his head right and rebound from what he saw as a disappointing um, effort with True to Self. And we're expecting his third album, Serenity, this fall. Um, Bryson promised that he wouldn't release this album until it was perfect and the album that he wanted to make. So I'm excited to see where his career goes next. Um, But for now, Bryson Tiller is the number four artist on the 20 and 20 list coming in at number three is Khaled Khaled is a 22 year old who hails from El Paso Texas his 2020 score of 69.3 secured the number three spot when I started doing research for this and I saw Khaled's stats I thought for sure he was going to end up being the number one artist on this list Um, He had the highest popularity score and the highest success score of anyone in contention. Um, And it makes sense. Khaled has successfully completed the R&B pop crossover. He had a complete smash hit, seven times platinum, with his song Location in 2016, and he never looked back. This man has made songs with John Mayer, Imagine Dragons, Marshmello, Calvin Harris, Pink, Lord, Shawn Mendes. The list goes on. He's exposed himself to so many fan bases and he's known worldwide he's been in the game for three years and he's already done almost 30 features he's been nominated for six grammys three of them were big four categories best new artist song of the year for logic's um suicide awareness song 1-800-273-8255 
and record of the year for talk. He's got three albums on the Billboard 200. All of them are top 10. And his latest album, Free Spirit, got him a number one album. He's also got 29 songs on the Hot 100 with five of them in the top 10. He's got two platinum albums, 21 gold records, and 10 platinum records. The man knows his way around a hit. But out of the 20 artists that made this list, he had the 17th lowest quality score. His American Teen album was critically acclaimed, but none of his albums received more than average ratings from fans. You know, for me personally, I was a fan of his hits early on, but his albums always fell short for me. And then I just kind of stopped paying attention to Khaled. Um, And it seems like that was kind of consensus. You know, he had the number one slot locked up if he came through with a great album or even one that the fans considered good. But, you know, his success and his popularity um, really, really skyrocketed him on this list. You know, reaching number three at only 22 years of years old is beyond impressive. He's had an incredible career in just three years. Your number three artist is Khaled. Coming in at number two is SZA. SZA is a 29-year-old, just made the list, who hails from Maplewood, New Jersey. Although, since I collected, since I first collected data, someone updated her Wikipedia to say that she's 30. Um, but I'm going with what the majority of the internet says, which is 29. Like when I collected the data, it said 29. And then I was just typing up notes yesterday and I saw it said 30. And I was like, uh, she didn't have a birthday like recently. Um, but she's 29. Um, she's the number two artist with a 2020 score of 75.4. SZA captivated the world with her Z project, but then she dropped control and everyone took notice. It was the best R&B album released in 2017, and we've been anticipating a follow-up ever since. SZA has been nominated for nine Grammys in two years, although she was snubbed for all of them. Three of them were in the big four categories, Best New Artist, Record of the Year, and Song of the Year for all of the stars, sorry, all the stars with Kendrick. She's got two albums on the Billboard 200. Control broke the top 10. She's got 11 songs on the Hot 100 chart with two in the top 10. Control went platinum. She's got eight gold records and eight platinum records. Five of those went multi-platinum. Both Z and Control are fan favorites, with Control also gaining critical acclaim. SZA was also number one in my subjective ranking, so she got the most points added to her quality score for that. You know, we've been awaiting her sophomore effort since the last seconds of Control ticked off of our phones. The TDE album release circuit is a rough one, and with her documented label issues... She'll definitely be 30 by the time we get another project from her. But look, SZA has shown herself to be a reliable voice for her generation, especially for black women. If the 30s are when most artists enter their primes, then her next couple of albums could be even better than what we've already received. Only time will tell. But SZA has made, you know, such a mark in this game um, with such few projects that she earned the number two spot on this list. Coming in at number one, the best R&B artist in their 20s based on popularity, success, and quality is Kalani. Kalani is a 25-year-old who hails from Oakland, California. She secures the top spot with a score of 81.5. Um, Kalani is number one because at such a young age, she has mastered quantity and quality. 
Kalani had humble beginnings in the music industry. In 2009, she was part of a cover group that made it to America's Got Talent, where she was recognized for her solo talent. Um, in 2013, she fell on hard times, and with the help of Nick Cannon, moved to L.A., and she got in the studio. She started grinding, released her first mixtape in 2014. Her second tape, You Should Be Here, was released in 2015, and then she was on everybody's radar. In five years, she's dropped two more mixtapes, two albums, and done almost 50 features. She has two Grammy nominations, four albums on the Billboard 200, with three top 10 albums. She's got 11 songs on the Hot 100 chart. Her album, Sweet Sexy Savage, is certified gold. She's got five gold records and seven platinum records. Kalani was in the 80th and 90th percentiles in success and popularity. But she also had the highest quality score of anyone in the competition. And why? Because she had high rated albums and she had a lot of them. All four of her projects received great ratings from the fans. Throw in two critically rated good albums and her score went through the roof. She's been remarkably consistent and the fans honored that. She makes albums that many women can relate to in the same vein as SZA, and she also toes that rapping-singing line very well, um, bringing a lot of similarities between her and Bryson Tiller, to be honest. She's incredibly versatile. She can make sensual songs like The Way, Everything Is Yours. She can talk that shit on upbeat songs like Personal and Nunya. She can channel heartbreak and emotion on songs like Bad News and In My Feelings. She makes the music that people want to hear consistently, and that's held up by the fact that fans are consistently rating her albums great, every single one. Um, and at the age of 25, she's really just getting started. Kalani is your number one artist, the best R&B artist in her 20s. Um, and that is it. That is the top 10 to recap the 20 best R&B artists in their 20s from bottom to top is Mahalia, Gallant, Jesse Reyes, Black, Georgia Smith, Callie Uchis, Ella May, Daniel Caesar, Chloe and Hallie, Number 11, Ari Lennox. Number 10, Party Next Door. Number 9, Tiana Taylor. Number 8, Summer Walker. Number 7, Tanache. Number 6 is her. Number 5, The Internet. Number 4, Bryson Tiller. Number 3, Khaled. Number 2, SZA. And number 1, Kalani. Just some statistics. Out of all 20 of the artists that made this list, they have 47 albums on the Billboard 200, 16 in the top 10, two number one albums. They have 108 songs on the Billboard Hot 100, nine of those in the top 10, 14 gold albums, nine platinum albums, three multi-platinum albums, 121 gold songs, 63 platinum songs, 31 multi-platinum songs they've been nominated for 49 grammys 15 of those in the big four categories they have four grammy wins um the average age is 26 
about 14 billion YouTube views, 74 million Instagram followers, 24 million Twitter followers, 17 albums that were critically acclaimed to be either good or great, and 27 albums um, with good or great ratings from the fans. This is a stacked list, and most of these artists are just getting started. Uh, Some artists that... Um, didn't make the list. Um, so ones that were in contention but didn't make it. Baby Rose was 0.5 points away from taking the the 20 spot from Mahalia. But she didn't make it. Also in contention was Jacquees, Queen Nyjah, Raven Lene, Give On, Brent Fayez, Masego, Mareba, Xavier Omar, Justine Sky, and Sabrina Claudio. Um, and it's important to to note that, you know, a lot of those artists that didn't make the cut are just as talented as the ones that made the list. But, you know, the average age of the artist that didn't make the list is 25. So there's definitely still some time for them to release a project or a song that puts them on someone's radar and everything could change. It's it's really, you know, it can happen like that. Um so that is it for this week's episode. That is it for the R&B list. I'm very excited. Um, let me know if you all think this is something that's worth doing, um, you know, every couple years to update it or things like that. Let me know if you want me to do this for artists in their 30s, in their 40s. Um, next week, I will be um, begin to reveal the 20 and 20 series for hip hop. Um, this one is going to be, this one's going to be contentious. The, the way the standings, um, shook out, like I understand, but I wouldn't say I necessarily agree, but at the same time, I guess I do agree because I understand like I, you know, within the, the way this is set up and what I am using to rank these artists, it makes sense that we are where we are. There are some surprises. I'm excited to get into the hip-hop conversation. Next week, I will unveil uh, rankings number 11 through 20 in the hip-hop 20 and 20 list. Um, Yeah, that is it for this week's episode. Um, Hopefully, I'll be able to figure out um, something with the Twitch stream for next week or at least an alternative way to get the video onto the Twitch stream without OBS. Um, I'll do some research on that, but if all those fails, I'll just keep releasing the audio versions um, and we'll figure something out. But yeah, tell your friends about Thinking Outside the Boombox. Subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to um, podcasts. Uh, Yeah, this has been Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. I will see you next week. Peace. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.